0: perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode is with Justa Lajwangana who is the founder of Curious on Tanzania. Justa, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. How are
1: you? I am good. How are you?
0: Very good. It's great to have you on. Just for people who don't know who you are, just explain a little bit about yourself.
1: My name is Justa and I am Tanzanian. Um, I live six months here um, in Tanzania and then six months I do it in the uh, the U.S. I am a curious traveler. One of my goals is to visit every corner of my homeland. Um and reason being is just I wanna find ways of how to um to share more about our homeland and also preserve and find ways of preserving our culture, um, and also the beauty of the country itself. Um so that's who I am and I love people, I love dancing. Um I oh wow. I yeah, that's basically me.
0: Amazing. We'll come on to a little bit more about Tanzania because I really wanna know as much as possible because as a country I am wanting to go to so we will come on to that but I like to take it back to your early days on how it initially started for you when it comes to wanting to travel and the love of travel so for you where did it all begin
1: Um, so we have always been travelers Um, my mom uh, came to the United States I think um, she was 35 Um, so like we in that she left us when I was, I think I was like five years old um, when she came to the US, um, and so after that she was sending us to school in various countries. So I went to school in Uganda, um, which is like a neighboring country from Tanzania, but like that was still a journey in itself. Um, this was like in the ninth, um, so it's like in '94 when I started going to school there. Um, and of course, there was like a war happening. There were so much things that were happening between Uganda and Tanzania, um, but yet we still were able to travel and um, and and see the world. But I also go to school at the same time. Um, and from there, from going to school in Uganda at like five years old or six years old, and sometimes I'll travel um, with a, a, an accompaniment. Person, um, and I also lived with my grandmother. So I traveled to Uganda with my grandmother um, and, and just kind of like be able to experience, but yeah, go to boarding school. Um, from there, then I moved to the United States. I was at the age of 12. Um, and coming to the United States is a whole different ball game. it's a whole different country, a whole different society compared to Uganda, compared to Tanzania, different languages. Um, and that's also another way where I was able to pick up various languages um, from Tanzanian, um, various languages to Uganda, to so now coming to the United States and picking up English. Um, and I came here, I was the age of 12. I spent almost like 10 years without visiting or going anywhere. And then I was able to go back home to Tanzania. Um, When I got to Tanzania, it's almost like I saw the whole different country uh, differently. Um, and of course, by that time I was an adult uh, and I was able to venture out more and, um, and, and just see the country, just like how a tourist would see it, but also as a local. Um, and so that's where my fascination started happening. It's like, what is in this one particular country? And I want to discover it on every angle, every side. So, um, that's how kind of like my curiosity started out at that particular moment when I revisited my country and just saw the everything
0: all together pretty pretty awesome actually the the when you're young as well by the way and you're moving to for example uganda and it's obviously you said it was a neighboring country uh and you said the language is different as well just adjusting yeah. as a as a young uh young person um ha, ha, do you realize what's going on or do you just go with the flow because I, I can tell you when i was young and because we mo- i moved around a lot when i was young not country to country, by the way, but city mm. to city uh, or place to place, let's just say, you don't realise what's because you're sort of swamped in and it's, you know, your parents will tell you this is going to be amazing. We're moving from here to there and stuff, but um, you don't – because you, you don't necessarily enjoy sometimes when you're younger so was that was that feeling similar to you, or did you realize you know this is something that your parents were doing for the sake of their work education, obviously then moving across to the United states?
1: it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm like excited to go to visit a different country or anything like that um this was my grandmother um my grandmother believed so much in education and she wanted us because she did not have like a proper education herself. She wanted her ki- her kids and grandkids and also future generations to have the uh, uh, capabilities of getting a better education. Um, so when she had about this particular program from a Catholic school in um in in Tanzania, like in our know, village in Bukoba, that they were taking kids to Uganda for schooling. I was one of those samples that, hey, go to Uganda and try out this school that's being opened and see how it's gonna uh, work for you. Um, so I was, I ended up was sent, I think I was like five years old or six years old um, to a boarding school. Um, and so the first trip that I crossed over the border I actually did not have a passport. Um, and I, they had like, literally I had to walk across the border, like just kind of like a local and sneak into the country and then wait by the bushes to be picked up. Um, by my guardian and then I was able to cross over the border that way and then go to school. I don't know why the school never asked for passports or anything like that but like for maybe like two semesters or three semesters and the terms were probably like um, from like five months to six months I have to stay in the school um, and so I did that thing probably like for a year or so and then that's when I got my passport and everything became legal and I could enter in and out legally. Um, but it was it was it's very challenging because like you have to take like public transportation and you have to have them from bus to bus and I was only six years old like who would let their five-year-old or six-year-old do that um my mom was already in the United States she did not know my grandmother did not know um, but like they both wanted us to have a better education and if he if he wished if he was like that was what's for us to be able to get a better education, that's what they did. Um to think about now, if you if it's like my five, six year old, I don't think I'll put them through that. Um, but for me, I actually appreciate my parents being able to allow me to even have the opportunity to have a better education. And also don't let like the, the thing that I learned from it, don't let um regular life be like a limitation to what you could do if whatever you're seeking you just always have to push to the next level sometimes it requires some form of an uncomfort uh, to be uncomfortable for a certain period of time but when you look at the overall the future even looks greater on the other side um so like when i was going to school in uganda basically it was like we need you to learn English. We need you to have a better education. And this is why you're going. But my mother always promised us from a young age that she would bring us to the US. And this was just a preparation for us to get to the US. So for me, I was always looking at, like, okay, my mom is going to take us to the US. And I always told that to my fellow students every single year I'm going to go to the US. I'm going to go to the US. And every Every semester I'll come back. They're like, how come you did not go today? How come you did not go tomorrow? (laughs) Um, Until when I was like around 11, 12, we left. We came back to Tanzania on vacation and then we never went back to the school. And that's when we moved to the U.S. Um, So, yeah. So like the journey, it was just because we needed education. It was like a necessity that's why we uh, we commuted that there, and it wasn't like a leisure thing. And I did not understand what leisure and tourism was at that particular time
0: in the United States. What yeah. was it like settling down over there? Was it how how did you find it? Sort of moving across to a completely different cu- culture, really altogether than the African culture.
1: to be honest i hated it (laughs) if i could say that um why why,
0: why did you why did you hate it is it because of the fact that it was so different to the African culture but in one what in what sort of respect was it so different would you say
1: so freedom (laughs) that's the one thing i would say um when i was going to school in Uganda when i was in Tanzania we were always outdoors and I'm a kid. So we were always outdoors. There's a lot of activities to do. Um, no winters, so was summer. By the time I came, it was close to winter. So the cold weather, it wasn't for me. Um, at that time of uh, my pet, my mom, she she was taking care of all five of us by herself. Um, so she, we lived in a one bedroom apartment. And so we provided like our whole living room to become like our, uh, Space to live in, um, and so it was limited space when I was in Tanzania. I had like my own room I had like my own it's like everything that like I had everything on my own, and then coming here and just kind of like it's a dream of opportunities or whatever the American dream, but this is how my American dream looks like. It was limiting um and yeah, the freedom um language wise I knew how to speak English, I knew how to write English, I knew everything but my accent um, and people and the students were able to pick it up and notice like I had this thick accent. Um, So that was always something that kind of like differentiated me from like everybody else. Did
0: you have any sort of idea of what you wanted to do? Because when you look at your career now and the Mm -hmm. work that you do, it's called um, Curious on Tanzania. Just explain the, the sort of, emphasis on what it is you what what it is you want people to get out of it when they apply to to through your through your um through your business.
1: So basically what Curious in Tanzania is it's an experiential travel company where um it, it came out of my one, my fascination for the country, but also the need to kind of share this world with like everybody else. Um so like for example, um one like, let me say um this was Uh, this was like in the beginning of my journey so like I found myself where I would leave like in the middle of New York City like one day like today I'm in New York City and I'm looking at these big tall buildings like let me say Times Square looking at these big tall buildings everywhere and then less than 24 hours I'm in my village and I'm sitting next to my dad and it's like my it's like uh, it's like the floors are like mud it's like red mud on the floor um it's like like if i go to my neighbors they still some of them still live like very very traditional very very locally um and there's banana trees all over um so for me i saw that as an opportunity i saw as like it was for me it's like oh my god i can't believe i could be able to live in multiple different worlds and still be able to function in all those worlds at the same time Um, And I felt like it was an opportunity to also be able to share it with whoever is interested to kind of be able to understand and and, uh, immerse themselves in that particular world. Um, So that's how I kind of like created with Curious on Tanzania. It's kind of like giving that opportunity to people who are curious to understand more about my Tanzanian culture. But also for me, it's a reminder to keep on, um, find ways of how to preserve like our own cultures, um, find ways of how to go home, um, like my dad passed away um, last year, but I'm sorry for almost to hear that. like, yeah, thank you. But for almost like, since I started um, doing my business, um, I, I left my job as a clinical dietitian probably like four years ago. But um, within those four years, almost like twice a year, I had an opportunity to go back to my village and see my father and just kind of hang out, even if I'm working on my laptop, even if I'm doing. Internet works really great in my village, but like I am literally working there and he's like looking at me like, wow, my daughter came back. Like my daughter is still working, my daughter is still doing everything, but she's back here with me. And for me, like me, quality time means everything. Um, So travel gave me the opportunity to be able to be who I am and discover who I am. And I also wanna help others to kind of discover this world that we so appreciate it as Africans, as Tanzanians, um, so they could be able to understand us better. And you never know, even these various, I've done various business opportunities for people where as long as we're here to help in terms of like crossing the gap or bridging, like building the bridge that allows people to be able to understand each other and move forward from there. That is the purpose of like Curious on Tanzania. Uh, and the way we do it is in various ways. So one, we do customized experiences um, for those who are interested in traveling in Tanzania. Um, so like it could be from, there's some people who want to go on safaris. There's some people who want to uh, immerse themselves in the cultures. There's some people who want to find a way of giving an impact. There's people who want to invest. There's people who want to just enjoy the beach. There's people who want to do so many things, just come and dance everywhere they go. So there's so there's many ways of how to see this one particular country but i don't want to limit them to what they could be able to see um just like how a lot of companies in tanzania provide like safaris so tanzania is known for safaris and zanzibar but that's not the only thing that's available in that country you could bring yourself your personality your career whatever that you're interested in and you could be able to find people who are relatable to that and immerse yourself in that culture also um, there are people who are looking to move to the country uh, so there's so many different ways of how and that's what we call the company curious on tanzania It's because like you don't know what you're curious on until you start digging and searching. um and the other thing that we also provide so one product is customization of trips the other we do um uh what is it it's called um zawadi, um, zawadi residency which is a residency for creatives who are looking to work remotely and also travel, um, slowly and see the country a little bit more slower. Um, but yet they have, a, they have work and they need to work and all of that. So they're able to join that residency and work on their projects, but it's also collaborate with different people, um, and just see Tanzania as home. Um, so those are like the various ways of how we work with, um, when it comes to Curious in Tanzania, the way we work with people
0: the type of customers you get or type of people that want to, to come to your will come to you and say, right, this is what I want to do. Are we talking backpackers? Are we talking people who are looking to sort of get out, you know, a mundane job, like nine to five an experience life and how long can, uh, cause I read that you can do like a three week, you know, adventure away and you sort of, and in terms of expenses, you know, uh, what, are, what are the cost, the cost, the price and things like that. Explain to me what, what, what that all involves.
1: We usually, since everything is customized, um, the client will be able to say, okay, so I want to do this and this is my budget. And we, that's how we usually, we usually go backwards. I don't provide like these big packages with like a big expense, but I listen to what the client wants and what is their budget. And then we go backwards and kind of plan it out that way. Um, We have worked with like honeymooners. We have worked with various groups. Um, We've worked with Tech Global when they were coming to Tanzania for their big conference. Um, We have worked with colleges where they do like college tracks um, and like, um, different businesses. Um, we have worked with families. So it all depends. It's, it's, that's what I love about customization. It's like you can work with different people and it's just with the understanding, knowing like this is what I'm interested in and this is what I want to see. And then we package them off that way.
0: What advice would you give to someone um, starting off? Because obviously living in in the United States and then going back to Tanzania every four, four six months, uh, I guess, do you... The business model, uh, making sure it works, it lasts. Uh, What's the key to its longevity, and what's the key to sort of making it successful?
1: That's the question that I always ask myself, and there's always different answers. But I believe the key to like to succeeding in anything is being consistent. Um, And and for us, um, I we chose to focus on predominantly Tanzania for a reason. Um, and not doing like the whole Africa, like I could have been like curious on the whole Africa, but it's such a big continent. There's so much to see there. Um, and so even Tanzania, there's so much there, there's so much to see. There's so many things to do. Um, so like we narrow it down and said, okay, we want to focus on one thing, which is one country, which is Tanzania. Now, when it comes to Tanzania, what is there? Um, there's so many things that people could be able to do, but we want to focus on our client. What do they want to see in Tanzania? What are their interests? Um, and so from there, we're able to customize to be able to meet their needs. For me as a person, um, where I have most advantage is I am Tanzanian and Tanzania is home. And so um, as an entrepreneur, sometimes, of course, a lot of us kind of like you don't have the capital of where to start but for me my capital is also you could look at it as trust so like yes, i went in the country and built the trust amongst people so we are able to provide the accurate service um and and so like capital is needed to start business but sometimes capital is might not be everything to kind of start you off from where you want to start off um so like resources i i use um i have like my uncle who has been in the business for almost like 42 years um so that's that is free advice, free everything. Well, well, that that's that's, to that's, to get, that's so. the thing you
0: yeah. see. So you you need something. So your own uniqueness is what sells the business. So it it's you are the face of the company. So you have to make sure when you get custom uh, that they see that and they see the ambition, they see the authenticity, and using using contacts as you just said there. Yeah, um, that makes he, a business you know successful.
1: Yeah. And then it also depends. If you want to do, it depends on what type of business you want to have. It depends on um, how large you want it or like how simple you want it. Um, I I like focusing on things when you customize things. Sometimes you have to kind of like, I like, like boutique. Um, and, and I like focusing on people. I'm a people person. So like I could have, did a company where um, it's like a digital platform and it's big and it's all of that, and just kind of providing the services. Or like I could i did something where it's very personal, um, relatable, and it, it all depends on what you want to do. And um, but like businesses also evolve. You could evolve it to you could pivot and you could make it become whatever you need it to become, as long as your core um, your core ideas or core whatever your goal was stays kind of similar or the same. Yeah. And you're not happy from like, now I'm going into healthcare and then I'm yeah, going absolutely. into this. It's like stay consistent in the same field.
0: When it, when, by the way, when you put down that people work remotely, is that working remotely with you guys or do they do their own jobs? Uh, w- w- Cause that's one thing I think Couldn't get quite clear in my head. What does that involve?
1: Working remotely, that means we provide them the space and they bring in their work. So these are um, like, let me say from artists um, to like people who work in the offices, but they they could carry their work with them. Um, Different creators, content creators. Um, I had chefs coming in. I had like, we had like so many people who are coming, but they want to connect also.
0: I can take my laptop with me um, and then say to you, right, okay. I want to do this now for three weeks, four weeks. You will provide me the accommodation and everything, but also I think I read that during the evenings, weekends you can go out and stuff and enjoy Tanzania as much as possible. So
1: that portion of that section of the business, yes, it's, it's almost like that.
0: Would you say it's a bit like more, a bit like, um, a bit like, like an Airbnb cultural experience in some respects?
1: Yeah, it's it's like an immersive kind of like our well, focus is to provide immersive, authentic experiences. Um, And the way you do that, of course, you have to be immersed in the various cultures and you have to take time to be able to experience those. Um, So we are here to kind of like provide those spaces for you to be able to do that. Um, And authenticity, you could define it in your own way. It's like, hey, I want to go to a country and I want to be a part of it. Uh, and I want to immerse myself in it. so um, it could be it could be defined in various ways and you want to collaborate with different local um, people who are doing amazing work, and maybe that will also make your project greater. Um, so like it all depends and that's we're here to just facilitate. We're here to Tanzania is home for us and we're here to invite everybody who wants to come in as guests and kind of be able to accommodate them as much as possible.
0: One question I have to ask you then is what makes you different to like an Airbnb or a homestay, for example? I know you can do the exact same thing, go stay with someone in those places. What makes you stand out?
1: When it comes to the Zawadi residency specifically, um that is when creatives come in um because i am also like an entrepreneur and also some of my teammates are entrepreneurs also we have gone through um the process of how to start a business of how to marketing or like we have so many skills so when you come to like one of our residencies uh, you will be able to share those skills amongst each other um and that's the beauty of it you could go stay in the Airbnb, but that particular that Airbnb person might not be able to add more value to you and also kind of like share the knowledge that's needed to be shared um, so we are here because we we are all kind of like going through the same and we're trying to create people alike so we could be able to share experiences and knowledge at the same time so that's that's what makes it different
0: obviously 2020 was a bit of a turmoil for a lot of businesses involved in the travel for yourself i mean obviously it would have had an impact have you sort of had to sort of set back for i i i I assume tanzania is actually open now for 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 tourists to to go in i guess with the 2020 or what went on Mm -hmm. How, how has it impacted your business where do you see it going in 2021 and going forward
1: that that is a heavy question <laughs> that's a loaded question <laughs> of course our businesses has been impacted um very hard but then tanzania has always been open from the get-go um and of course taking every precaution possible um from the country level from like private sectors um that's that i can not talk <laughs> too much about um yeah, but like Tanzania has been always been open. Um, so when it comes to like our business, um, because we have, we noticed not a lot of people are traveling a lot um, and that's when we pivoted um, to doing um, the Zawadi residency or like the creative residency program where we were allowing people to spend more time instead of like having this checklist of like, oh, I'm coming to Tanzania for 10 days and I want to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, um, like a very, very quick 10-day itinerary we ended up telling, um, whoever was interested in coming. And again, and they were working remotely and they had time to themselves. Okay. Come to Tanzania, spend three weeks, spend a month and, um, travel slowly. Of course it's more safe. Um, and, and then also be able to work from there. So that's how we pivoted and then we were actually able to get like a lot of clients in, in, so they could be able to stay with our residency. Um, and, and that's one of the things it's like, um, Things happen all the time. It's just as a business owner, you have to know how. How do you go about it? How do you pivot? How do you create a new product within um, your within within your core values? Um, and, and so you, we we have to be uh, adaptable. Um, and we have been adaptable for like a while. We have always been. Um, so like it, it didn't impact us, but we have we, we were able to create a new product out of it. So that's how I kind of see it.
0: What can be done to to help? Help grow African travel and Tanzanian travel.
1: I, I think um, me as a diaspora. I think I think is the um, is the mission of the diaspora. To be able to share the beauty of their home countries. I that's that's just me. I just feel like every single diaspora from like everywhere needs to share more about the beauty of their home country and, and, and the benefits. So people are able to be so friends of friends of friends are able to understand, like, oh my God, there's this great location somewhere in Africa that I must visit. Um, but like a lot of us, we usually are focused in like in our um, Careers in school, and we always sometimes forget about home and advocating for our own um, uh, our own cultural heritage and who we are. Um, So just remembering that, and people being able to kind of share more uh, about their home countries, it will help a lot in terms of like increasing like our tourism numbers.
0: Now, when I want to ask you a little bit more about Tanzania as a country itself, because uh, obviously we've spoken about the business uh, and what you can do as a country, because uh, Kilimanjaro is in Tanzania, isn't it? You can go, because that's one of the big things I wanted to do last year and, and didn't get a chance to. So everyone knows that that is there. So I, I assume you get an influx of tourists coming to do that, but I'm sure Tanzania is more than just climbing the Kilimanjaro. So what else can you come and see in Tanzania apart from doing the the
1: hike? Doing the hike. I, I love the hike. Um, I usually do the one-day hikes because <laughs> doing it for like six days, that becomes a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will leave it. I will leave it for those who want to do it. Um, but like the day hike is, is actually really amazing. You hike it with your friends, you get connected, you get like, uh, it's a beautiful hike. You get to see all the wildlife around. uh, And then when you get to that point on top, you have like this beautiful picnic dinner or lunch, you could say. Uh, it's beautiful. Of course, there's also the safaris. Um, we have about um, 26 of our land towards game reservation. Um, so this is one of the um, decorations that was done when we were inquired when we were getting our independence. Our first president made that as part of um, the amendments. I think um, that we will preserve 26 of our land towards game reservation, which for and that was for the purpose of the future generation to be able to enjoy, and for us as Tanzanian to be able to kind of like benefit off that. Um, so there's yeah, there's like like yeah, twenty six different game parks you could say. There's so many wildlife that you could be able to um, to see. Um, the lodges, the tented camps there, the luxury end of like camping is just beautiful. Um, when it comes to Zanzibar, Zanzibar for his history, the spices, the food. Um, the music, the cultures. Um, overall, like when you come to Dar es salaam Dar es is known like the urban area, the city. Um, so like you you could be able to, in one particular country, you could get back in time and then get to the current, to the modern life within like 24 hours. So you could experience how, it is so crazy. Like you would go to particular villages and experience how people live the village lifestyle. And then you could and you could take another flight and you could go to Salaam, and you get the whole modern lifestyle of like New York City and like the whole shebang. Um, you could get it all in one country, or you could just go on the coast and experience how the Caribbean is. Um, the Caribbean Times a hundred, I usually call it when you go to Zanzibar. So in this one particular country, there's so much. Um, when it comes to like our cultures, um, we have 125 tribes, and we speak almost 200 different languages. Swahili is our main language that we speak, and Swahili is a mixture of 72 different languages. Our Arab is um, Arabic is mixed in there. Um, Portuguese, Spanish, a lot of Bantu languages are mixed in. But the good thing with Swahili, you could go to any corner of Tanzania, somebody will be able to understand you without using a foreign language. You use Swahili, you'll be understood everywhere. And this is what brings peace to our home country.
0: Because you moved across to the United States, would you say your career or your, your life would have turned out the way it is now if you hadn't have moved to the United States. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is a person growing up in Tanzania, would they have the same opportunity as what you've had if they went through education in Tanzania?
1: (laughs) You know what? I I guess that's why they call the US a land of opportunities (laughs) because it it kind of like, um, like, especially living in New York, or like living in Brooklyn specifically, um, it kind of opens you up. It's it's a, it's like a melting pot. It's a melting pot of people coming from like different places around the world. So you get exposed to like so so much all at the same time, and and through that you kind of are able to kind of see what is available and kind of be able to kind of um, uh, find find your ways. And it allows you to kind of be able to find a way instead of following that typical system that if I was in Tanzania right now, I'll follow the typical system of like, especially like let me say if I was in my village, it's the same routine of like, okay, you have turned 18. This is what you need to be doing. And this is where you need to be at. You need to be, Finish with primary school or secondary school and or like if I'm lucky to go to college, I mean, I would have because my parents from the beginning wanted me to go to school. But the next step will be you have to get married and you have to have kids and your life is done. And that's basically it. But <laughs> Somebody wants me to tell you about the diary and the cows. <laughs>
0: yeah, when you're getting
1: married, it's like a whole tradition Um, where... Like the bride price, or like um, the diary, has to be given to like the women's family. Um, oh, well, so, yeah, I, I think I've yeah, heard about yeah. this. I've, I have, so, have. They studied India. Yeah yeah, also, right? they yeah, 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 yeah. They have it. Yeah, have it, they the have it in
0: India, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so it's, like, actually, it's mm-hmm. actually very very similar to the to, yeah. to, to the Asian culture where we were yep. just talking about where you have to do your job to so do your get your education, get your job, you get married, and yeah, you're absolutely yep. right. It's very similar in Indian cultures. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like that would be my routine. I mean, that's also here in the US, but like, um, but like you are as a working person, you're kind of like exposed to so much and you could do so much at the same time. Nothing wrong with the other routes, but like I think that will literally be the route that I will have to take. Um with no question. Um but like being in the US is kind of like exposed me to so much. I could be that and I could be extra. Um so it's not limiting me to only that. But then, also being here, I saw the need. I saw the need of people wanting, or also the need in me wanting to understand my own culture even better, um, but also sharing that culture um, with others. Because, like some, what they, what my my mother always says, it takes you going on outside to really realize the beauty within. So that that's one of the things that happened to us. Like even my mom is one of the best, one of my best advocates when it comes to this, and she has always told us to kind of know who we are and, and kind of like follow up with that. Um, and, and so like even in our household, she has always spoken to us in Swahili. We eat our cultural foods all the time. We know how to cook it. We know how to everything. Like I go to my village and I blend it. Like I mean. Not too too but like I speak the lang- I speak my our local language' six like six different languages, so I speak our local language, I know the traditions, I know if I'm reading an adult how I need to read them respect respect, respect everywhere, so like I know how those things compare to somebody else um and, and so like coming to the United States presented me that option of kind of seeing what else is there and becoming the person that I needed to become. Um, And and that's, I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity, but I also appreciate being able to reflect my knowledge and skills back to my homeland. And that's the way I contribute to my country in my own way.
0: What does travel then, I guess, mean
1: to you? For me, it's a transformative experience. Um, It is an experience where you take a leap of faith. Um, uh, Sometimes you don't know what to expect you just like you just want to go and have a good time but within having that good time there's a teachable moment um and and so travel allows you to do that travel allows you to find out your deep inside self because you are in an uncomfortable uncomfortable um place sometimes you're not in your normal places and um and and that's why i travel i travel because i want to um, I, I want to find out more about the various cultures, but I also want to tap into myself and find out more about myself and how I, uh, how I could be able to blend in with those particular cultures.
0: What's your transformative travel moment? What, what has it been?
1: For me, um, this is one of the things that I always kind of like remember. Um, it's, it's something that I learned when I was in Uganda, um, and in it's, it's a song but i might not sing it <laughs> i'm like i could sing it i always sing it all the time i might sing it wait okay i'll sing the song that i'm interpreting it right
0: Uncle, go
1: ahead i'd love to hear the okay. song <laughs> <laughs> okay so the song goes in a second let me let me get my good voice in um so the song goes <laughs> okay so the song is in this world what am i doing in this world how do i want to be remembered in this world what am i doing um so learned that song when i was still in uganda um and that song has always stayed with me because like i i want to do something on this world so I could be remembered, like like doing something on the spot so you could be remembered for something. And what is it? And we all have to find that. We all have that in us. We all have a story to tell. and But we just have to find ways of how to highlight it.
0: And away from your work and travel, how do you relax then?
1: So my work and, and um, leisure time is kind of mixed in together. I'm a creative. Um, and but then I love dancing. But dancing could also be, <laughs> I'm like dancing could also be. It could turn into like a whole full blown experience. Um, so like it's it's always kind of combined it in. Um, I like running. Um, let me see what else. Dancing a lot. Um, bringing friends together. Bringing creatives together. And kind of like talking um and trying to figure out what we want to do it's always it's not really work mode some people will think of it as you're always in work mode but i think of it as like we we're creating and that's part of fun so um that's that's what i do for fun
0: would you be i don't know are you are you settling are you going to be looking to settle down get married maybe um take it slow i mean what's the situation with that
1: that is a good question (laughs) um uh definitely yes I, um, I'm looking to do that right now. Um, but still my, my, the way I've structured kind of like my, my lifestyle or my business and still be able to blend in at the same time. So, um, it shouldn't be any issues with that.
0: Where do you want to see curious on Tanzania go to in the next coming years?
1: That is a good question. Um, so we are looking, um, to see, so our goal for the, for, let me see. To bring in probably like a thousand to two thousand people um, into the country, that number it could be small for some people, but for us it's a sweet number because like we are a customized, uh, we do customized experiences, and we want to make sure we cater to everyone. Um, the second goal that we are looking at, um, I, um, the project that we have in our village, um, which is my father, uh, the um, the uh, the project, yeah. The, property and the project that we have and my mom and I are working to kind of build it I want to actually kind of build it out to a villa Um, right now we are up to um, uh, we have built it up almost like to a roof but we need to kind of finish all of that but of course with funding and all of that it's a little bit challenging so I'm actually looking to do kind of like a crowdfund And to have like my fellow community members help us in terms of like um, finishing that home. And then it could just be open for everybody to kind of enjoy. Um, But we are looking to buy more properties and building up the residency um, program even more in different parts of Tanzania. So Mm -hmm. we allow more people to do that
0: getting people to believe in your business investors has, has that been a challenging experience it has
1: been a challenging experience when it comes to like investors but then how do we, the, the challenge is how do you want them to join in and how to invest um one of the biggest ideas which would take us a lot so of course tapping into technology and, and like building like an app um where all of our experiences are available but that would be more of a must Product um, that we we'll be providing, so that will require big investors. Um, with this other project, where we're work, we maybe like within the next two years, is something smaller, where we are, we want to create homes so people feel comfortable to even when they come to our country, they're more comfortable and they feel like more at home. So that's like a two-year um, project plan, but like a long-term. Definitely having um, tapping into technology and having like an app that will allow people um, to visit more places within Tanzania and even a little bit beyond Tanzania. But I w- would rather stick to just specifically Tanzania because it has so much. Um, and again, our goal is to visit every corner of it and get all um, everybody involved within the tourism industry and kind of finding ways of how to empower local people um, by um, sharing by connecting them to the sharing economy in the world. So yeah.
0: Before I let you go, just tell us where we can find you and your business.
1: Um, So you can find us under Curious on Tanzania. If you Google it, you'll be able to find us all of our social media from Instagram, Facebook, um, everything, Twitter, um, just type in Curious on Tanzania. um, And you should be able to find us there.
0: Well, just that. I want to thank you for coming on again. I really appreciate your time and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.